This is the Geek Therapy Podcast. Join Lara Taylor and me, Josue Cardona, as we celebrate how geek culture is saving the world. Currently, we're focusing on a geek therapy library. The library is designed to help fans communicate through their favorite movies, books, and games. It's a resource for therapists, teachers, and parents to find a way to work with or talk about important things through awesome content. Welcome to the show. Last week, we said we would read a few very specific things. Did you get around to reading any of them? Yes, I did. <gasps> Accountability. It works. Incredible. <laughs> did you? I did. I did. <laughs> um, did you read Batwoman number one, by the way? Yeah, I did. It was I nothing. Did. It was It was very it, disappointing. Like... <sighs> it was well, like, hey, it, it this is what happened in the It was a recap of everything. Yeah, it was yeah. a recap. And But oh. it's supposed to be a jumping off point for people, so... I get that. If I, it were an epi- if it were an uh, issue number zero, right? I, well, it wouldn't but, bother me as much. But think about it. All what were all the other rebirth number ones? They were number zeros. But Batwoman didn't have one. But Batwoman didn't have one. Now she does. But she doesn't have a number zero. No, but they weren't number zeros. Like that was the whole point. They had oh. rebirth, and then like it was Wonder Woman rebirth number one. And then there was Wonder Woman number one, and it was really confusing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, so you're saying that this is just Rebirth number one, and that's it, and then Wonder Woman number one is a whole other issue. You mean Batwoman. Yeah, it probably will be. I don't know if they're doing the same thing, but it was the same kind of setup where the first cover was just a shot of their face. You're right, you're right. Yeah. And it was a recap. (sighs) And there was a little bit that got me excited about stuff coming to the future, like they give you... A peek into what's happening. It's it should be interesting. I feel like I need to catch up on Detective Comics before I read this, though. Yeah, I started. <laughs> I started uh, catching up a little bit too. Uh, yeah. Well, again, that was kind of disappointing. But if you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't read Batwoman, and you don't have the money to buy all the previous stuff, you you're should better totally off reading the Wikipedia article oh, and getting sh- some actual detail. It was not. It was just. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be amazing afterwards. I think that's how I felt about all the, the initial rebirth ones. It was like, eh, I'm confused, but gotcha. yeah, um, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. The the writer is the same writer for DC Bombshells, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I hope so. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay, and the only other one that we said was Love Is Love, right? Correct. Okay, so. Let's talk about Love is Love. What is Love is Love? Love is Love is a a joint project between IDW and DC Comics. And it's all about different people's feelings about the Orlando shooting last June. It was June, yeah. At the uh, Pulse, at Nightclub. Pulse Nightclub. And the proceeds from the book go towards... Um, the victims of well the families of the victims of the shooting Um, and if anyone doesn't remember um, what happened uh, a shooter went into a gay nightclub in Orlando and 49 people died yep it was very sad still very sad yeah and this book is really it's really important and I had a lot of feelings, a lot, a lot of feelings. Yeah. What kind of feelings? <laughs> um, 
I think you can, in reading the book, it like runs the whole gamut. Like there was hope, there was a lot of sadness. I cried a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried reading it before bed because that's usually when I read comics and I couldn't. Yeah. It kept me up mm-hmm. at night. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, and there's a, like each, it's a bunch of one or two page stories or um, like one shot poster kind of things. Um, some poems in there. Um, so it's really quick to read through, but it's also not like I had to stop after every few pages and there's very different, um, content. Like there's different styles and all kinds of creators worked on this. There's people that work on kids books. There's people that work on gritty, gory, whatever. You've got everything from like Scott Snyder to, um, James Tynan to Paige Braddock, um, there's a lot of different, a lot of different people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of like comic books that I was familiar with, there were a lot of names that I recognized: Gail Simone, Dan Didio, mm-hmm. um, or other ones too. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, they're, they're short, but some of them I reread because they are short, but they were like powerful, right? And even the one-page ones, some of them are yeah. really powerful. Yeah, yeah, and the, but there, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot. Yeah, there's over a hundred. It's the it's a hundred and sixty page book, mm-hmm. and pretty much every single page is a again either one story or or stories are two pages or like you said posters with like a poem or just something that's written. Yeah, and there is no. I mean, it's all. I, I wonder what the call was to people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, specifically, like just like make something in one page for the, um, you know, like as a reaction to the the shooting. Mm-hmm. There's even one story that's about, that's the guy telling us, like the story is about how he doesn't know what to write. Ah, oh, I love that one. And I wanted to bring that yeah. one up because it was yeah. a cis straight white guy. Um, yeah. And he's like, he clarifies, he like, he, he quantifies, he gives this little qualification for everything that he, he says, like, I don't know what to write. And then, but, but this is what I would write. Or like, I'm taking up space that someone with a, a, a queer voice or a person of color could say. Yeah. And then he says, check out these cool creators who are queer or people of color. Um, so, on the on the one hand, at first I didn't know what to feel about it, but then I was like, you know what? He's just being honest. And um, I was talking with um, with my wife about it last night, and um, she said that it's really important to realize that just it's not just people in those communities that are affected by everything that yeah. happened, yeah. and that they should be able to have a voice too. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's something that that. I, you know, I deal with, I'm like, well, should I bring this up? I mean, maybe I should just let Lara talk about this or, or, you know, as a female perspective, you know, from, from multiple things, right. Mm -hmm. There there are things that I'll I'll, I'll talk about pretty much anything, but there are things that I, I should talk about in a certain way. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and it's something you think about. Um, And, and that particular story stayed with me because it was one of the only ones that mentioned that it was also 
a Latino Latina issue. You right. Know? That it a was a lot also, of people ignore that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that even even I forgot. And that's mm-hmm. that's one thing that I can comment on. And and that one put it into perspective. It was like, oh yeah, like he's he's also acknowledging that group of people that he's, you know, he like you said, he he's taking up a space that those people who are who are represent uh, who would be better representatives of like their experience is different and they could maybe use this space better than I can. Like he's just like dealing with that feeling of should I even be here? What can I contribute? And mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. There was an interesting thing I was noticing when I was reading. Um, there were a couple of types of stories that that made me tear up or or affected me more. Some of them were ones that um, I know some of the creators in the book personally, um, and I didn't even know that it was them. Some of them. Some of them I recognized their artwork right away. Um, others I had to look for the byline, the, the credit at the bottom. Um, but even though I didn't know that it was them, it affected me more and was more memorable to me, like before I looked at their name. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, maybe somewhere deep down, I knew it was them. (laughs) Um, Hmm. but, uh, one that, um, was the one by Justin Hall, um, about his trip right after Orlando to go um, film a documentary about queer comics and his Mm, discussion then, and then coming back to San Francisco um, where there was a, um, a memorial in the Castro and the shot that of him taking a, he took a flower from the pride uh, thing that he was at, elsewhere and brought it to um the memorial in the castro was really powerful to me especially since i've been to that memorial and i was there um and left um uh uh, some writings in a in a journal there um so that was really powerful to me um and then i looked and i was like oh it's justin (laughs) 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 so um then the other the other one that seemed to affect me more um were the ones that put the DC characters in our world essentially. Um Yeah, those are the most memorable for me at least cuz mm-hmm. I feel like they I don't know, maybe cuz cuz I know those characters so well and to see them there and and they were very similar to back when 911 happened that there were a lot of comics of the superheroes at the site and helping and doing things like that and then dealing with it. Um, it reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. And some were more hopeful, I think, or, or, or like comforting. Um, there was one where Batwoman helps a kid who is crying um, afterwards. And um, I think it's about their mom had died and she gives words of comfort and then it shows – um, a scene of everybody at a vigil for the shooting and saying that um, uh, your mom died a hero. Um, that was really powerful um, yeah. to have a, a hero, like a real hero, say that that the the mom was a hero, and that was hopeful. And there was yeah. another one that was really blunt, um, 
and it brought in some stuff that uh, I thought was really important for people to understand when they were new- doing the news coverage um, and talking about um, how cops were in the the nightclub after the shooting and the phones kept going off. Mm. Um, and no one really thinks about um, the kind of stuff that, that first responders go through. Um, yeah. and, and hearing those phones and not them not being answered. Um, but the, in that one, Batman comes and he's um, kind of that was that yeah. was my the one that um, it was it was one of those things where like I knew the punchline. Like I, I feel yeah. like that it even went on too long because because yeah. they didn't need that last panel to explain what was going on. Right? right. It's all the phones ringing. Batman is in there investigating the scene. And the last panel, where the cops are outside saying, he's the greatest detective ever. If he doesn't know why this happened, no one will. Mm-hmm. And right before that, he had, you know, Batman says to himself, like, I have, like, I can't make sense of this. Like, right. there's no, there's no yeah. explanation. No, I know. I, it was yeah. a good, it was a good, yeah, I liked it. No, it was amazing. But, th- it was but amazing. then that, yeah. yeah, you're right. That last panel, it's like, you know what it, it was. was unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, kind of redundant. <laughs> Yeah, um, but it was were, it was fantastic. There were others that were even funny to me, like or like it was funny, but not like um, Deathstroke seeing the reports oh, yeah. of the things, and he's like he throws all his guns away, and he's like, "That's it, I'm sticking to karate or whatever." Yeah, um, yeah, just like even like even this villain thought that that was disgusting, right? You know, like you know what? If that is what essentially right, like the message I got was like. That somebody did that with guns. I use guns. Like I don't want to be associated with that. I'm not using that anymore. I'm just kicking people's asses with my hands. Exactly. Um, yeah. It was. Yeah. Um. I like the one. There was another Batwoman one. I think it was a separate one where she goes to the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not the same one you mentioned before. It might right? be I the same one I mentioned. Where she goes to the rooftop and 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 someone says like, oh, like I didn't know that. I didn't think the superheroes cried or something like that. Oh, this that person might was be a crying. One. Yeah, this girl was crying on a. I'm not sure if it's the it same mi- one, but she's crying on a rooftop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she's there, and Batwoman wasn't there to like comfort her necessarily. She was there to because that's where she goes when things are rough. She goes her. to the rooftop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the the one in the bar where there's this that character. One was, oh, the one yeah. was it? Is it the one where all the DC gay characters are there? Yeah, yeah, where Apollo oh, and Midnight are there. I and, loved and, it. Yeah. I had to have yeah. Nina look up who one of them was for me. That guy, yeah, the guy who's like he looks like um, ah, oh, like the, the I guy think from it, Marvel with the rings, um, it, it, like the Mandarin. His name is like a Extrano or something like that. Yeah, and he talks about how he was killed in the comics. Like he was, he was a, he was written like in a cliche. Gay Wade, but never it was never mentioned that he was gay. Right. But then the way he died was like by some sort of weird aid weapon, AIDS weapon, or it something was like that. Hemoglobin uh, instead of hemoglobin, uh, right? And yeah, yeah. and yeah. I loved I loved the the social commentary on like the fact that the comics were ridiculous. Like he's like, are yeah. you kidding me? Why I was a joke and like. Yeah. This is horrible. Why are we it, I loved that breaking the fourth wall thing. Also, I yeah. really wanted to be in that world cuz Batwoman and Maggie Sawyer were together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Apollo and Midnighter made another appearance too. Yeah. In a I different think a one. couple of other ones. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and in this book, it was the first book, um, the first appearance of Harry Potter in a comic ever. Yeah, I didn't read that one. I didn't finish the book. I read uh, most of it, but I didn't get well, that to that one. That one, it's not an actual comic. Like it, it, it was a. It's just a one-page thing, and it was really. Gotcha. It was. Um, oh, let's see if I can remember. It's a. There's a quote from Albus Dumbledore, um, and it was really awesome. Um, so it's a. It's all of them holding up their wands with a rainbow flag coming up magically behind them. Um, and it says differences of habit and language are nothing at all. If our aims are identical and our hearts are open. Hmm. Um, so that was really cool. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff in, in this thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the other ones that I liked were the ones that showed children or like showed mm -hmm. the experience through the eyes of children. Mm -hmm. I thought that those were interesting. Um, what was it? One that I really liked was the the mom and the boy walking by, and the boy's asking what happened, and she explains that um, someone doesn't like people like your uncle and his boyfriend, and the kid's like, "Why? Like they're awesome." And she just she just holds the kid and says, "You know, like hold on to that." Mm -hmm. It's a lot of stories like like that. There's a lot um, of coming out stories or like experiences of different cartoonists of what it was like for coming out for them. Because um, it, it is different now. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. I think there's one that Phil Jimenez and um, I can't remember who the other person was on it, but the two of them were like, it's them reminiscing about what it was like to be in their 20s since a lot of the people who died in. Um, the shooting were in their 20s and they're like we didn't have to worry about anyone shooting us and then they go and they're like yeah but we had to worry about you know people in chat rooms being serial killers and like gay bashers and so um that things have changed but they haven't changed yeah but the fact that there is a book like this right now is the the kind of sign that that things have changed yeah and like i said um there's there's appearances by dc characters um i really like the archie one that, that was, was a good there. one that was a good yeah. one um you you had mentioned to me i think in a text that some of them made you angry i did i did you i don't know maybe 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 i'm wrong maybe. well I'll, I'll, i might have I'll, said something about feelings i don't know there but some of them there there's a lot that are tough to read um well there there were some that um so like buy this book like it's it's amazing it's full of uh, just so much good stuff again i'm almost done with it i haven't i haven't finished the, i haven't reached the end right but one thing that did bother me was that a few of them were very preachy mhm mm those those did bother me a little, just in the sense that that doesn't necessarily help anything if you're trying to be preachy. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean, right? By preachy. Yeah, yeah, I know what yeah. you mean by preachy. Yeah, but then at the same time, I understand that it's a totally normal reaction to what happened. Right. Um, I did. I did want to bring up that today, just today, just like a couple hours before we we're recording, the. Um, the headline was Trump administration rescinds rules on bathrooms for transgender students. Right? And and this is the guy that people say is not anti-LGBT. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so like even even like you said um, a few minutes ago that you know things are still hard, things are not easy, and incredibly so, um, things are a lot harder now, or they they look like they're going to be than they were a year ago, mm-hmm. right? Just because of the change of administration, it's it's crazy that you would like a month in dedicate resources to that because that is so important. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's frustrating. So, so like I'm, I'm pissed off, and that that doesn't affect me, but it still pisses me off. So I can imagine, you know, like I understand all of those um, stories that are that sound angry, you know, mm-hmm. and that are like I, I'm describing them as preachy, but really they're just they're trying angry. to point out. Yeah, they're very angry, and those are important too. Again, they bothered me, but that's because like there's a little distance in in terms of time now. But I can imagine. Yeah. Ugh. No, and they still it's, matter. Yeah. I mean, reading this has been an emotional roller coaster. Like I said, it kept me up at night, and it came like right after. And I know I talk about my condo like every week now, um, oh. but we signed our paperwork last week. Like as I was starting to to read the rest of Love Is Love, um, and it was crazy reading it with the same juxtaposition of signing paperwork that says things like. Um, Nina and Laura Taylor Kester as wife and wife uh, own this property in joint tenancy. Like having words that in the last like five years have not been seen on paper, wife and wife for, for buying a home. It was just, it's crazy to think that that's going on at the same time that people go into places and shoot things up. So it's been like, and, and, you know, rights getting rescinded. And now it's like, oh, uh, am I next? <laughs> um, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just Absolutely. in the LGBT community. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. So, yeah. But it's definitely a good book. It goes to a good cause. Um, mm-hmm. It makes you feel a lot of feelings. Happy, sad, um, hopeful for the future. Did you have a favorite story? Mine was mine was the Batman one with the the one where where the the phones are ringing. That's the one that I think stayed with me the most, and the one that I I appreciate the most. I think the one that I that stayed with me the most, or, or I liked the most, and I remembered to like write it down was the one that um, Dan DiDio did the with the they're all in the club all the dc gay characters that are yeah, in the club yeah. and interacting um and it seemed hopeful even though it was reminiscing on bad times and yeah. um well it was still, and it was still hopeful too because yeah yeah because the characters that that one character is like lamenting the stupidity he had to go through and he's drinking at the bar but the rest are dancing at the end yeah is the, it Dan Dio? I don't. You know, we were discussing how to pronounce it <laughs> last night, and um, I always say Didio, but I don't. It could know. be, yeah. We, yeah. Nina says she used to know, and then now she sort of <laughs> said a million ways. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But it's good. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah, and I think the when we were talking about the ones that make me make you angry, I think it's the ones I just thought about it because I flipped through and saw one. It's ones that 
show the brutality of it all. Um, mm. yeah. And it's the ones that are like, this is so senseless. Like, there's a one of a guy sending a love letter to his boyfriend or his husband, and then the two dead bodies at the end. And I was just like, this is stupid and senseless. Um, yeah. But yeah. the point is, it makes you feel things. And yeah. I think yeah. that's that's the point of the whole book. Yeah, yeah. So again, Love is Love by IDW and DC Comics. And Wonder Woman's on the cover leading the charge. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Wonder Woman looks angry in the one that she's in. Yeah, not on the cover. She looks happy on the cover. Yeah. (laughs) On the the inside, yeah, she's angry in that one. Supergirl is very sad in the one she's in. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Good so, times. Yeah. <laughs> Man, where do you go from there? I don't know. Um, do you did have you, anything? Did you? Did you I, I, I have. I have one more thing. Two more things. <gasps> yeah. Actually, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll run through these quick because I, I'm saving them from last week. Um, oh yeah, huh? Last <laughs> week yeah. we just went on and on. Um, so one was a, I'm, I'm going to transition to more hopeful Good. and then get, and then get depressing again. Oh. Uh, so this one, <laughs> this one is a story on Kotaku and the headline is grandfather shares how destiny helped save his life. And I'm going to put that in the show notes. It's a really great article about this older man who, if I remember correctly, I, I read it a couple of weeks ago, but he, I believe his wife died and then he... He was feeling, you know, really down. He wasn't socializing. He wasn't leaving the house. Um, I think that's how it goes. And he was apparently he's been playing Destiny a lot. And so someone, a writer for Kotaku, I think she she's playing, and she said that she likes to play and just talk to people in in Destiny in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, like in you know in MMOs, you can do that. So she talked to this guy. Oh, she said what she said is she likes to go to the tower and recruit people for raids because she knows that a lot of people are there and don't have friends to raid with. And so she likes to do that, and she always meets cool people. And she said that she met this older man who then told her the story about how it really got him out of a tough time. And it was it was a really great story. I'm gonna put it in the show notes. I you know I know different stories like that from different games and Destiny in particular. This isn't the first time I've heard a story like that. Right. And I have a friend who is very close, who I'm very close to, who who like essentially says the same exact thing about Destiny, and it's just amazing how how what a big difference it made in his life and his mood, and it's it, it's incredible. So. Destiny's doing some good stuff. <laughs> just by the name, really, it's the community, right? That is just that it just seems to be really great. I haven't played in so long. Yeah, I haven't played. I haven't played in a couple months. But we're, Destiny Two is coming later this year, so I'm sure we'll uh, we'll see each other oh, there yeah. again. <laughs> you said that about Overwatch. We haven't played Overwatch together. We've never played Overwatch. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Battleborn is the one we haven't played in a while. <laughs> Ouch. Poor Battleborn. Poor Battleborn. Yep. And so the the last thing I'll bring up, um, which I thought was was just amazing. It kind of kind of blew my mind when it happened. I was watching The Magicians, one of my new favorite shows. And oh man. Oh, you okay. won't shut up about the magicians. I won't shut up about the magicians. <laughs> I'm just texting you scenes and pictures. So so in the in season one, episode eleven. 
there is discussion throughout the episode of suicide. And at the end of the episode, right after the last scene, be, but before the credits, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline logo and phone number flash on the screen and stay there mm-hmm. before the credits. That's good. It's before the credits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like no one would pay attention or even yeah, see it because and- <laughs> Netflix skips over the end. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, I, I, I sent you the, the video. It's immediately after the final scene. Right. So, you know, people are guaranteed to see it. And I thought that, you know, I just thought that it was it was just very responsible. I can't remember ever seeing a TV show, although you said something that kind of made me rethink that. But mm-hmm. uh, a TV show that, that did something like that, that touched a really difficult issue. And then if it just in case that was difficult for you, hey, here's a number to call. See, and I'm, I've am i seen several shows that do it, not on Netflix necessarily. And if it was on Netflix, it would be cut out because it counts as a commercial and not... That it. was on Netflix. Yeah. So no, this, this was, was on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, but like yeah. um I've seen I know there's been a several been a several been several episodes of The Fosters um mm. recently that would have um suicide prevention numbers there would be ones for gun violence um domestic abuse um I'm trying to think of other ones I think I th- even think they might have had an episode about cutting or drug use or self-harm that was separate from a suicide one. Um, so how did they deal with it? They would have the actors come on and do a PSA gotcha. um, and then flash the resource numbers at the bottom of the screen. And for gotcha. me, I felt like that was a little more powerful than just flashing the number on the screen because it it would say and the actors would be there and say, you know, this episode is dealing with difficult issues. Um, if you ever have thoughts of harming yourself, here's a number or, or, or if anyone is hurting you or someone, you know, here's a number. I think there's other ones. I, and I've seen it on other shows, like back when I used to watch Beverly Hills 90210, um, yeah. it would so pop up you, then. <laughs> yeah. When you said that to me, I, I, it was funny cause I was like, this is amazing. You're like, well, it's better if people are there <laughs> right? Yeah, and they're yeah. talking about it. And at first I thought. Like, haha, very funny. But then I thought, whoa, wait a minute. The 80s and the 90s were full of PSAs. Right. I Boy Meets that. World I, had I a few. So many shows, yeah. 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 And again, usually yeah, like teen said, dramas. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so like it, it all it all came back. So it's interesting that I think a lot of the themes like um things tend to be more graphic. Um Yes. Like, now like they I do. can think I can think of something that maybe would have been on HBO is like okay on primetime now, right? Especially mm-hmm. like especially like just watch SVU, right? Like SVU should have a warning at the end. I think they do have something. They have a Don't warning they? at the beginning, uh yeah. like parental discretion advised, um and then I it depends. There wasn't maybe, there yeah. wasn't Maybe in the in the credits they have something on every episode. I'm not sure about that, but I do know there are certain episodes. Like this past season, they had Joe Biden on the show um, because mm-hmm. he was heading that anti uh, violence against women uh, yeah. 
thing, and I think they had a PSA on the end of that one. Well, like that—that's a show that for 15 years has been giving you 20 Fif- episodes. 15 per year. years. It's on eight season 18. 18, right? Okay, so it's <laughs> almost 20 years of 20-some episodes every single year. They just had their just, 400th episode last week. Uh, yeah, of just, <laughs> of just horrible sexual violence and, and, right. and cases, right? So it's like, yeah, the, like the, the most... Do not binge watch that show. Do not. Like I thought I was going to die when, when I watched Grey's Anatomy in like a month. Could you imagine 18 no. years of SBU? No. You would, no. <laughs> you would be so messed up. It's a good yeah. show though. It's a good yeah, show. Yeah, no, it is. It is good. And it talks about important things. Yep. I guess I guess the whole show is in a way a PSA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love yeah, Dr. So. Huang. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Um. Yeah. So, so I thought I thought that was really interesting. And then uh, again, on, on another episode in on one point thirteen, they did the same thing with the natural sexual assault hotline. Right. But it was the same thing. Right at the end of the last scene, they flashed the number on the screen. So, yeah. So, I mean, it got me thinking. I'm I'm glad to hear that you've seen it in other shows. I, again, it it makes me remember a different time. In this world that where you can fast forward through everything now, like if it's not the show, you skip over it. Like at least that's how I do it. And um, sometimes you miss out on some stuff. I I remember, like uh, I think SVU might have had a it's it the Trevor Project, and it's it gets better. It gets better, yeah, yeah. Um, a while back, um, there there are so many shows that had all these things, um. But it's so commonplace now to talk about these things. It used to be really taboo to have an episode that had something so it, well, serious. Well, it used to be it used to be a big deal, right? Right. It was like, oh. oh, like there's that episode where they did the thing. Oh, I remember that episode. Like you, you couldn't get away mm-hmm. with doing it every week. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's 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 my understanding. And like the yeah. episode of Full House where DJ, like starves herself for like a day and they accuse her of having an eating disorder um <laughs> yeah that was a long time ago but it was a big deal and i think they did a psa at the end of it yeah, yeah. um yeah. yeah so what do you think do you think there should be more psas like should we get back to that i think you would have to have one on every tv show every episode <laughs> um maybe not that's an exaggeration but it would be a lot but i think you know there is something to at least doing what um, you're talking about at the end of the thing. Have the numbers. Like, did you even know that there was a hotline for that? You know, maybe maybe you didn't know, and now now yeah. you know. The more you know. Um, I you know I've been thinking about our own. I think it's an extension of the trigger warning, content warning conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, well, okay, now that we we showed you this very graphic, horrible thing that, that happened or the, or somebody struggling with something very important without a warning, now here's the number, right? Like, right. Should, should, <laughs> is it better for shows to, you know, like you're not going to give it away? Is it a spoiler? I don't know. But then just us, like what, what we do, we're talking about stuff all the time and I feel like the content warnings do one thing, but I, I always feel like I don't do enough. Like I feel like there is a sense of responsibility. Mm-hmm. There's I could be more responsible, I guess. 
Um, anytime I visit someone's website and I see that they have, you know, suicide prevention hotline at the uh, the lifeline number at the bottom or at the end of a blog post, I'm like, damn it, why don't I do that more often? <laughs> um, yeah, I can't. I guess you know because sometimes we discuss something casually, and I don't know. I mean, we just talked about a very serious topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, because we talked about it back when it happened too. Yeah, yeah, no, of course, yeah. And and for example, is there – I don't remember because, again, to your point of skipping over things, um, does it have any sort of resources in the book? I don't know if it does. Um, okay. The book may not have uh, – If it any... did, I definitely skipped over them. I don't, I don't think it has any resources in here. Um, <clears throat> but – uh, there are a few. You can call Lyric. I don't know the number. Um, there's the Trevor Project. I don't know the number for that either, but you can Google those and they have plenty of resources. So so I always suggest 211 because mm-hmm. it's the United Way. And I just I didn't know this, but I discovered when when I was a volunteer for for a hotline that a lot of these hotlines go to the same places. So like hmm. I would be, I was, I was actually, I, I volunteered with the local mental health association to be a hotline volunteer, but then we were receiving calls from the whole, the, the homeless line, the suicide line, um, regular two one one. Like there were all these different things. And two one one is kind of like a catch all because the the when you call there you can say that you, what you're dealing with and they can give you another number to go to yeah. maybe something more specialized because like in my case it's not that every single hotline covers multiple things but like we were certified for suicide so suicide lifeline calls would also come to us mm-hmm. and again it was whatever we 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 were trained for so I don't know so two one one I I'm pretty sure it covers most of the United States. I don't know in other countries, for example. Right. That's interesting. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I I know they exist, but I don't know. I'm sure that depends on the country. Oh, now I'm really curious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't, like, other than stuff that I've seen in, like, England, you know, like on BBC shows and things like that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I can't think of anything. Wow. Because I know some countries are, I think they handle mental health way better than we do in the United States, but others I feel like they don't. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't really have an answer. I feel like how much is too much and how much is too little. I don't. I don't know. I, no I don't idea. know either. But I really appreciated this. At least you know, in extreme episodes, I'm glad that they again there was that sense of responsibility mm-hmm. and. And I respect the show way more for doing that because I watch a lot of different shows and I'd never seen that. Um, or at least, again, it had been 20 years since I'd seen something like that. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, The Fosters. Yeah. Yeah, that show okay. is really responsible about how they handle things. And they cover a lot of topics. You yeah. got five teenage kids living with two lesbian moms. One's a cop and one's a principal. Um, oh, that's just a recipe for trouble. It is. It is. <laughs> a um, lot of but, drama. 
But they haven't been doing as many PSAs, and I'm like, well, I wonder why, because there's like 50 billion things going on in one episode, so. <laughs> um, oh, so it would be it would be a 17-minute long PSA to cover all the different things? <laughs> yep. Drug use, gun violence, uh, but, they, but they do cover, in individual episodes, I've seen different ones, um, when there is a foc- main focus on one thing. Um, in an episode. Um, I wonder how much of a difference it makes if you're watching things live, right? Right. So there might be some sort of, you know, there's overlays from the local channel. Right. And Um, so I might be fast forwarding through whatever PSA. I don't know. Because I I watch everything on Hulu, so there's a lot of stuff that doesn't pop up for me. And I don't know. Um, And also I think social media plays a big role in that because if – if when people are watching, they're they're watching at the same time. I I have seen shows recommend resources and things like that, but that's on Twitter. While the show is going on, that how many people are actually going to see that? Right. No, I mean it's it's better than it's absolutely good. It's way better than not doing it at all. But just in 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 general, how do you how do you reach the most people? And again, the fact that this was on Netflix and it's part of the episode, I think. Before I, the credits, wonder, before it goes yeah. starting in 10, in 15 seconds yes, or whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder what kind of talks had to happen for that to be okay. Because sometimes things do have to be edited or changed. And um, this is a Netflix, Netflix original show, right? No, no, it's no? a sci-fi channel show. Oh. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Hmm, interesting, hmm. right? Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's good for this week. Yeah, you got Have to you... talk about you got you got to talk about the things that you held on to for a week. Yeah. Whew. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And pick up love is love, and and let us know what you think. And tell us what your favorite um what your favorite thing is, what your favorite yeah. story is. Yeah. Or the one that impacted you the most. When I said favorite yeah. at first, I was yeah. like, well, you know, well, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's the best choice of words. And you can but... like different ones for different reasons so yeah, yeah yeah absolutely absolutely such a good book oh man so yeah so i'm definitely going to post this on the facebook group hopefully get some discussion going about love is love there and so if you haven't joined our facebook group definitely check it out just google um, just go on facebook and look up <laughs> actually it's facebook dot it's facebook.com slash group slash geek therapy and Ooh. you'll find the group there Yep, and and we'll definitely discuss it there, and but I'll post it on the page and everything. We love to hear from you, and we'll talk again next week. You've just listened to Geek Therapy on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. <laughs>